Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. This is uh, Talk With Your Mouth Full. I'm Chef Matt DeMille, and this is the podcast where we, uh, where I sit down with, uh, with people from all walks of life, and I cook them a meal, and, uh, and we talk about food. And today, I'm joined by Sandy... Musa? Mussin. Mussin. Oh, I screwed it up. Because I've never... It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Mussin. Mussin. Uh, joined by Sandy. She is the uh, owner of um, Try and Run Fitness, uh, which is which is downtown Belleville, uh, a store that is focused on uh, um, triathlete, tri... Uh, yeah, you swim, know, bike, run. Swim, bike, run. Um, and the reason I'm sitting down with Sandy today is because... Um, I want to talk about, uh, obviously what she does, um, about, about what she's, what she's done in her life geared towards endurance sports. Um, and also Sandy is, uh, your, your diet, you're a com- completely plant-based. plant-based diet, yeah. right? Which is, which is so cool to me. So, um, so I want to get it, well, we'll get into that in a few minutes. We'll talk about, uh, endurance sports. We're going to talk about triathlons and, 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 ultra running and all that but first um tell me about yourself give me a little like one minute two minute bio of yourself uh i started out in the commerce end of uh, working in banks mm-hmm. and i got involved in fitness just through the birth of my daughter and moving past um challenges that we had with her birth she was a preemie and just got really interested in what the human body did. So I started um, learning about being a personal trainer and um, becoming a pedorthist, which is someone that works with feet and orthotics. Right. Just continuing my education, it continues to today. But in 1995, I was working with a personal trainer, and she was telling me that she was working with a friend of hers, training her to run a marathon. And I really, my experience with running was in high school and it was like the 12 minute test, go as far as you can in 12 minutes. I hated it. It Which kind of where most people, their running experience ends. Exactly. Because after life, like, what are you going to do? What what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And particularly back then, there was no um, outlet for women after school. So I went to university, I played squash in high school, I played basketball. But after all that's done, there were really no extracurricular activities that we could go and do outside Mm -hmm. of soccer, which is a summer sport. So I, working with her and telling me about this marathon, and I said to her, um, tell me about this marathon thing. You know, what is the training? like what does it what does it feel like how long does it take you so she explained it all to me and she and I said well, how, how do you how do you run that long like how, how do you physically yeah. do that and she said you find a pace that you can run for an hour and if you can run for an hour you can run for two and then if you can run for two you can run for three and so on wow so she trained me for a year to run a marathon she said pick the marathon you want to run and I'll go with you and we did the Disney marathon in 1997 and I crossed the finish line um, of course this was prior to water belts and technical clothing and gels yeah yeah like it was the second hottest race in their history it was like 98 degrees plus the humidex oh my god and I crossed the finish line I'm sure staring directly at my feet but in my <laughs> head <laughs> not hearing anybody around me yeah but in my head I'm saying when can I do this again and where can I go I was yeah. just I fell in love with it cool 
So I continued after that about every six months I'd run a marathon and then at some point when you've done that, you know, you got to go big or stay home. So I moved into ultras, uh, did a 50k as my first one and then Jeez. moved on to the 100 miler. So beyond that I've done uh, tries, most, mostly Ironman when it comes to triathlons, right. but um, that's, that's kind the of it. The rest is history. The rest is wow. history. Yep. It's funny you say like I was looking at my feet because... <clears throat> That's kind of like when the eyes go downwards, you're like, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to do something here. Um, that's good. I, you know, I forgot to mention what we were having for lunch today. I made Sandy. See, for me, it's <clears throat> this was an exciting one because I know, you know, I kind of was like, okay, what can I do with vegetables here, right? So we made like a little quinoa salad. Um, there's uh, some bok choy, some charred um, broccoli. Kidney beans, corn, chickpeas, uh, sugar snap peas, charred tomatoes, some toasted seeds. It, it's funny because, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I, I'm not used to cooking veg. Mm -hmm. So it's like you tend to keep like adding, tend to keep adding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, yep. And And we made this giant salad here today, which Sandy's enjoying. And um, it's beyond delicious. Yes. Well, I hope she's enjoying. <laughs> right. Um but it's so funny, and, and Sandy, actually, side note, Sandy is, is my running coach as well, so, I mean, we're going to get into that as well, sort of how, how I got started, and, and hopefully people can relate to mm -hmm. to that, uh, who, who are listening, but, um, yeah, so, and we'll get into a little bit more of the food in a bit, but it's, it's sort of like, when a person isn't vegetable-focused or, or plant-based, you just want to keep like, oh, this needs feta cheese or this needs a fried egg or this yeah. needs some grilled steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think sort of having that as someone who's like mostly plant based, do you find that you need to eat more? Um, the, the benefit of being plant based is that you get to eat more, not that you have to eat. Right. More. So so the one thing that we know, um, one thing we know about our bodies is that we don't our bodies don't actually register calories. So yeah. we always talk about food and calories and how many calories do you eat in a day and how many calories do you take there. But our bodies don't actually register calories. It registers volume and weight. So on average, our, our system wants to have four pounds of food. Right. And with being plant-based you can eat like four to six pounds of food wow which you you're always satisfied because when you sit down to a meal there's just lots of uh calorie um there's it's light in calorie density so you have lots of water and lots of flavor and you just like there's there's just always you almost feel refreshed right yeah like... there's always these different um flavors and veg and vegetables and fruits that, yeah. that come along with it. So it's and I think too, like from a chef's perspective, I think vegetables have become way more respected. You know, they're in, you know, in magazines, on menus, like mm -hmm. the, the vegetable has really sort of been in the spotlight the last couple of years. The cookbooks, there's even like numerous yeah. vegetable uh, cookbooks. And I, I, I like that because it's taking the respect or the diversity that you'd new, normally give to like a steak or a roast or, um, and, and putting that on a carrot, like, you know, a carrot, Yeah. you know, yeah. like a carrot, you th it's like, yeah. oh man, you know, like carrot, you just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's the side thing, you know, it's yeah. like you boil some with your chicken or you and roast And you get some. like four or five of them. <laughs> yeah. You get like little, four or five. Little ones on your side dish yeah. and then there's this big piece of Big piece meat. of meat, right? But it's yeah. like, you know, you can have... For example, like say the quinoa that we're having right now, if you, yeah. you know, roast, 
you know, five or six carrots, you know, and a little bit of honey, or maybe, you know, you know, not if you're not vegan, but, you know, a little bit of honey with some seeds on top and it, it can really become front and center, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I, I really, I really like that, that vegetables are sort of taking that, uh, taking that, that focus, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, that, so was it, when you getting into a veg, uh, a plant-based diet, yeah. was it, was it difficult? Were you kind of like, you know, like was the transition hard? And did you feel any different in the it, transition? It wasn't hard for me. Yeah. Um, I'll explain why in a second. And I did, I immediately felt better. So it wasn't hard for me because I've never been a meat lover. Yeah. I come from, um, grandparents who were farmers and they, um, you know, they provided their own meat and chicken and um, beef and, and dairy and all of that stuff. So I grew up very meat heavy with, again, like you said, the sides yeah. there. Um, but I never really liked meat. I've never liked seafood, even though I spent a lot of my life down east. Okay. It's just not something that I've really enjoyed. I, I didn't do any of the cooking in... in um, in my family because I don't like to cook meat. So my husband would do all the cooking, which right. was great. Yeah. But, um, is he ve- he's plant-based as well? He, he went plant-based about three months after I did three okay. or four months after I did. You were like, well, I'm going to break up with you. No, you no, no, we've always <laughs> kind of done our own thing when it comes yeah. to food. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and he's the opposite. He, d- he doesn't like vegetables at all. Like right. he's it, notoriously, like if he would come to my, my, parents house for for dinner from the time we started dating when we were teenagers to now 30 some odd years oh, later so wow 30 years corn that's the only vegetable <laughs> eating my mom always makes some corn yeah and he'll have a salad and and that would be it right he, he would be meat based so um it was very easy for me not being a cook at all but what i would do is i would just take whatever my meat portion was and i would replace it with beans um, and just to start, that was kind of, you know, chickpeas, lentils, um, even baked beans, just something that, that was replacing that meat because we're really conditioned to think protein, protein, protein. Yeah, definitely. And it's, we don't need as much as, um, a lot of people think we do. Right. So, um, that's where I started and then just started to really increase my, my fruits and vegetables around that. Uh, I don't shy away from any fruit or vegetable, I eat potatoes and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't eat a lot of pasta, not because I don't like it. It's yeah. just not something that, that we you make just a lot yeah, of. Yeah. But I love potatoes in any form. And then just lots of fruits and vegetables. Nice. I do I do eat nuts and seeds because that's a great, um, easy, compact protein source, but it is also very high in fat. Yeah. So I'm, I'm careful Good fats, right? Good, good, fats. good fats? Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. What about, uh, and th- this is just me pulling from like, you know, gossip or, or word that I've yep. heard but uh, I, lo- I love nuts and stuff like that too dried fruit um, like apricot you know if you're like snacking on apricots or figs mm-hmm. or something um, the sugars are the, of course the sugars in fruit are good sugars but in dried fruit does that become too concentrated and become the sugar become too much or is the dr- sugar in dried fruit okay uh, well the easy answer here is when you get into definitions we've got vegetarian vegan and plant-based and the the main thing about being plant-based is that you are trying to stay as um, stay as far away from processed as you can you want to eat as close to the whole source as right. possible okay so you know dried apples an apple is better right because you're getting more fiber or less concentration of sugar 
that sort it's of it's not thing. processed right yeah. so so like any like there's a big thing right now with with like the uh, impossible burger and and that yeah. sort of thing about saying don't let those vegans tell you it's healthy food i don't know anybody who thinks that a hamburger and fries is healthy food it's right. it's still junk food yeah oreos and and jelly beans are still junk food but yeah. they're but they're vegan so right. we sit, we have to look at the fact that if you're gonna if you're trying to be healthy then you just want to eat as close to whole as possible eat whole eat whole just eat whole yeah and limit your amount of junk food so right. you're limiting your your dried fruits you're limiting your um, you know impossible burgers or beyond burgers and and you're just trying to eat more beans seeds a little bit of nuts Canada's food guide actually that just is pretty was spot revamped on. is is pretty spot okay that's yeah. good to know it's yeah. funny because i've heard someone mention recently that like eating all that impossible or mm -hmm. beyond stuff is like the junk food of it is absolutely you know and if you're if you don't want to eat fried chicken because i've noticed recently that even kfc See, has like yep. a, a yep. beyond the beyond the chicken fried chicken yeah but it, but if if you and if you want to be veg or vegan and and or plant-based and not eat fried chicken then why would you want to eat something that looks and smells? You know what I mean? And, and that's exactly it. I had a huge conversation with my daughter about this because she's like, why Why would you create something that replicates meat when you don't want to eat meat? Right. The Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger, the K KFC, in my opinion, one, it gives people the opportunity to eat out at these places. Ah, uh, gives want them to. an option. So like my husband um, eats plant-based for health. Um, but that, you know, he'll still have potato chips or a Coke and he'll, you know, sometimes a burger is nice. So it gives him that option. He didn't stop eating meat because, um, he didn't like the taste of it. I won't eat an impossible burger or beyond burger because yeah. it tastes like meat and I don't want to eat that. Right. But where the world is going is they're trying to look at how do you reduce harm to animals. Right. And this is a way that you can still eat fish and chicken and beef. Right. And have it taste like chicken, fish, and beef, right? But it not be. And the group of people that do eat plant based is getting bigger. So these yes. companies are saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, we want Always follow the money, right? Yeah, <laughs> we want. Yeah, exactly. Let's we want, get on the bandwagon. We, got, the, we need to get these people in. So let's do the the meat, the plant based meatballs or whatever. Yeah, exactly. that's crazy. I never thought about. It. And it's something that I find interesting as well. Again, I'm I'm a meat eater. Very, I very rarely uh, do I eat meat, but. Um, the vegetable, you can manipulate a vegetable in more ways than you can meat. Yes. You know, like, I mean, so say if a steak uh, or beef, you can do, you know, like a steak, you can braise it uh, and you can grind it up for meatballs and a burger. Whereas like cauliflower, you can, you know, grill it. You can make cauliflower tacos. You can make cauliflower soup. You know what I mean? I, th I think you can, you can use it to make cheese sauce. You can use A crust. It, yeah. You can, yeah. I, I think you can multiple, uh, manipulate a, a vegetable. I haven't even hit my list of questions yet. Like I'm just like, you know, I have a list of questions here for Sandy, and I haven't even dove in yet because, uh, because yeah, there's just so much I want to cover today, and I was really excited about this episode because not only is there the food aspect, but yeah. there's the with with these series of podcast episodes, I want to sit down and talk with people who are compelling and who are doing. Um, who are doing things a little bit out of the ordinary uh, that we can relate food to, but also people that are doing something something special. So, um, so in as far as endurance sports go, like what yeah. are some benefits 
both physically and mentally uh, with running, swimming, biking, uh, in your opinion? Some of the benefits. I mean, physically it's obvious. Yeah, so the yeah. physical side is obvious. The mental side is just that you get to get this rush of positive hormones that help keep you relaxed, centered. Um, it's a great way to focus energy and feel accomplished. We deal here at Trying On Sports with a lot of um, middle-aged women, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. who ki whose kids are getting older and maybe they, they're not as involved in their lives um, and they want to get something back of their back own. Back into something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that they can call their own and, and feel like they've, they've achieved something. And again, it's that whole... You know, what do you do after school is done and organized sports are done? Right. Um, you know, running you can take anywhere. You can go on holidays and take your running shoes. It, yeah. It doesn't have to be an expensive sport. You you know, you want to be comfortable. Like I said to you back in 1997, you know, I had cotton socks and cotton shorts <laughs> and didn't, have, didn't carry water with me because none of that existed. And, and within a year... Um, you know, they started to come out with these things and it was it was a lot more comfortable and enjoyable to run because you did have these these benefits. But right. it, you don't have to have them in order to run. To run. People have run for, you know, years and years and years without water yeah. belts and, and technical clothes. I think that's – would you say like endurance sports are fairly new? Like, I mean, compared to football, no. compared to baseball? No. No, so. endurance sports have been going on forever and ever and ever back – you know, the turn of the century, 1900s. They oh, that's were, right, yeah. They were doing, um, you know, runs across America and 100-day runs. Right. And, yeah, uh, Sri Chimoy, who was, you know, was a, a mental healer. And um, he, there's still races today. There's one in Kingston where you go, there are transcendence runs. You go and you'll run for 12 hours around a track, or sorry, 24 hours around a track. Wow. And it's all just about getting out of body and, and being more at one with, with the earth and so these things have been going on for huh. a long long time that's amazing and yeah. um it's kind of you know the obvious the obvious uh thing that i i like about it is um i mean whether you're busy or not the great thing is you know if if you're into uh you know baseball you need uh, a baseball you need you know a field you need a mm -hmm. batting all this stuff um if you're into football you know you need a, a, a shoulder pads and you, you know what yeah. i mean yeah. with running it really is sort of um a great sport i mean i call it a sport but i mean it's it's you know for some people it's a sport for some people it's a hobby right yeah. um because you don't even you don't need to sign up for anything you don't need no. to pay a monthly, a monthly fee, fee. No. you can you know and a lot of, and i should say a lot of gyms are open like 24 hours a day now as well but it's yeah. literally you can strap your shoes on and and go anywhere. and go yeah I, I find um because we do travel i find it's the best way to see a new city i've never been to mm -hmm. um, put my running shoes on and and go for a run and just look around look at the houses look at the yeah. buildings look at what people are doing the stores um it's probably one of my favorite things to do when when i'm away and i, I did that like yeah last year when I, I traveled when i first joined um when you first started coaching me and i first joined yeah. i went to chicago and i went to florida florida's hot man it was hot. it was hot yeah florida was really <laughs> hot and chicago was cool but it, it's so true you know to kind of and i noticed too it's funny because it's like like anything like when you when you get into something you notice others yes you know people it. come out of the you yeah. know others doing it and you go to like a different city and you and you see someone running and you stare at them you yeah. know you might even like nod your head it's like guys who drive jeeps, jeeps. you know they yeah, get like the, the little jeep way yeah. you know so um it's going back to like the the plant-based thing it seems like a lot of people 
are uh, going to are are going plant based, mm-hmm. especially successful athletes. Yes. And I know there was recently that that uh, documentary on Netflix. I, I can't the game remember. Changers. The Game Changers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and again, I I mean, you know, there's a, probably a whole uh, you know debate you could get in back and forth sure. and back and forth. I'm I'm great on both sides. I love hearing both stories. But but I mean, the fact that a lot of like high performance athletes are ter- like that's pretty mm-hmm. crazy, pretty right? Yeah. Um, we, you know, I, I feel that everybody has to find what speaks to them when mm-hmm. it comes to activity, when it comes to food, you have to do what's right for you and for your body. It mm-hmm. is very telling to me that there are a lot of high end athletes. There's probably a, a lot more than we know. Um, there's been a lot of discussion around people who, um, even in the game changers, they did, they did tons of hours more so than the two that you saw yeah did tons of hours of video and they said there was a lot of people that are plant-based they're very successful and they don't want to talk to anybody about it because it's their weapon it's their oh, secret weapon that, that okay. they're working off of it and, and you know uh, there are obviously lots of people who eat meat that are very successful athletically but this just seems to, game changers was kind of bringing this to light do you think it's going to be I mean, I don't want to say like a trend, but do you think like the world is going to start? I mean, it's kind of like, not, I don't want to say like smoking, but it's kind of like, it's really catching on. Like, I mean, a lot more people, on. more and more. I, I think we're going to see the pendulum swing a little bit in the sense that there's going to be a lot of people who go plant-based or vegan, whatever they want to call it, whatever that means to them. And then maybe a few that come back and add back in something like maybe add in fish or just add in eggs because they want to have a little bit of that meat product in their in their diet and again whatever works i think i think the situation that has brought this on is that if you go back uh you know even into the 70s and you look and and we discuss with people what they were eating they weren't eating meat at every meal it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a protein heavy diet mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of government initiatives that have made us believe that we need more so we've gotten into this eating more at every single meal right and then this has led to some of our you know more serious health issues and that's why people are looking at this plant-based so do they need to swing all the way and stop eating um, animal products altogether um, no, they don't have to, but maybe less, you know, yeah. even just adding that meatless Mondays or, you know, um, a couple of days a week or a couple of meals a day so that you only meet, eat meat once a day. And maybe that in, improves your um, weight or your blood profiles or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or yeah. you feel lighter or you can run better, whatever it is. Um, I think that's kind of the direction it's going to go. Yeah, because I'm because I think. For, for anyone, you know, to eat, and I mean, unless you're completely obsessed, but like for anyone to eat meat more than two or three times a week, I'm like, man, I want to, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's expensive. Like, first of all, it's expensive, but also, um, I, I think timing wise, you know, like n- no one's going to sit down and really eat a roast on a Tuesday night, you know, unless, you know, you're having family over or a birthday. But, um, I, yeah, I think, I think if you have that sort of that, that starchy or that that legume that mm-hmm. that base. I mean, I think 
you know, it's sort of it, it's it's sort of the way most people eat, yeah. whether they're aware mm-hmm. of it or not. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, for people who like myself, my rule of cooking is you can't have more than five ingredients, and it can't have more than five steps. Because I just that's don't. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I do not have yeah. the attention. This salad, yeah. salad, it just you know, it is out the window. I don't have the attention span for it. Um, so to to eat plant based is super easy because it's not hard to steam vegetables. It's yeah. not hard to throw a potato in on the potato button on the right. microwave. Yeah. You know, open a can of chickpeas and heat them. Th- like it's just it's not hard to do. Not hard, and it it's, doesn't take very long. It doesn't. Yeah. So you tend to eat less junky food because you're able to fill your plate with. You know, if I'm making dinner, I'm eating a banana or or I'm eating an apple. Like a, you're you're just eating things that are. Easy, ready-made, and delicious. And if you're keeping it that simple, like if you're only using a couple ingredients. So there was a a restaurant that I worked at years ago, and my boss said, you know, um, we're going to keep things simple. Like, you know, three, I want like three or four ingredients a dish. But when you approach a dish in that way, that means you can afford the good ingredients because you're Mm -hmm. only using, like if I have like, you know, uh, prime rib with mashed potatoes and this and that and and with the this and this and the you know pretty soon you're in the kitchen all day yeah and yeah. and and you just you know it's it's sort of all over the place but if I'm using like you said maximum five ingredients then I can afford yeah. then I can get the good olive oil I can get the good dressing I can you know or the yeah. the good chickpeas you know yeah if you're keeping things to a minimum you can use the good stuff you can use the good stuff yeah. and you can also play around with flavors that come from other things like you know often people will do a, a balsamic oil um dressing. dressing yeah well if you take the oil out of that and you just use your balsamic um vinaigrette it brings a whole different life to what you're eating because you're not eating through or you're getting your taste buds through the oil part of it right and and then again you've eliminated an ingredient that doesn't really add anything to to your dish nutritionally but now you've got more flavor and that flavor brings out the other flavors that you've got in right your, right right in your vegetables how important I know before we, we can talk about this if you want like the the blue zone or whatever yep. like but how important to a person's diet to I, I in this world like olive oil citrus like those those ingredients are 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 key right mm-hmm. i mean not a lot of butter but yeah yeah i i don't use a lot of oil that's okay because again that's processed so ah, plant-based right. you're you're going more with i would maybe put some olives on the side of my plate okay. rather than using the olive oil yeah and you can get away with not using olive oils to fry things by using mushrooms i mean you probably know this way better than i do <laughs> with my five ingredients yeah over. but you can use mushrooms in the pan um to fry things with because it just really adds a little moisture, moisture and yeah. so you again you can you can eliminate if you're calorie focused, you can eliminate unnecessary calories that don't really add anything to the dish when you can put your whole okay. olive and you've got now mushrooms that you've used to fry your whatever tofu tempeh yeah. or if you've put, huh. you know, some some beans in there. Yeah. So it's it's sort of like why use something just for the sake of it? Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Like yes. why, why use something just for... If it's not bringing anything to the dish, why to the use dish, it? Yeah. why use it? Yeah, right. Okay, okay. That, yeah. ma- that Cit- makes sense. Citruses are great because you can, you know, lemons and limes and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. can add, and they and they add a little bit without adding a lot of calories. Um, 
you know, there's just, there's different ways that you can bring things out without having to, yeah. to do the things we always do. Yeah. Do it's, it a it's, little different. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's, it's fun. That's kind of, that's what you're doing, right? You're like retraining yeah. your mind. There's, there's other ways of giving your taste buds and your senses satisfaction than using butter, using, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, quite often when you're using butter, that's what you're tasting is the butter. Yeah. Right. So you could you could use like a nutritional yeast sprinkled on something. You're going to get some nutrition out of it. There's no nutrition in butter. I mean, sometimes it's nice to have a have butter. And yes, there is vegan butter. Yeah. Often margarine does the same thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's nice to have that. You know, you're throwing it on like a little bit of corn or whatever, but also using um, pepper. I use I use actually ground black cumin, which is not like cumin it's more like a pepper i just put it in my okay. my pepper mill yeah and putting that on a lot of things is just super flavorful super flavorful yeah. and uh, there's you know purported benefits for lower lowering cholesterol and that okay. kind of stuff while you use it yeah mm -hmm. oh that's good and I, I last week um i did an episode by myself and spoke about having a well-stocked pantry yes because yep. um I think, you know, stuff like fruit and vegetables is kind of like a two or three time a week, grocery store time a week. Yeah. My family, five days a I week. Agree. Yeah. You know, uh, a visit. Kids. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a well-stocked pantry, you know, I think, I think a lot of people are scared about the prep. Yes. And, um, I don't know, just b b being creative. But, I mean, I guess it's just kind of, you know, people... I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what people are thinking. It's just like they're afraid of the prep and they think maybe it will be too much or be bland or be boring. And and yeah, because a lot of people think, well, if you're plant-based, you eat salad. Yeah. That's it. So so one little tip that I have, um, you know, there's all those those boxed, you know, home meal prep things that you can buy, go fresh and that kind of stuff. I use one called Plant Prepped um, and you can get three meals and it's got everything in it and it's all vegan based. So if you're, if, you know, if there's mozzarella cheese in it, it's a vegan mozzarella. Okay. You add things as you want, but it comes with your garlics and your lemons and limes right. and all of that kind Which of can be difficult to source sometimes. It can be difficult you know. to source, but what I liked about it, um, cause I don't use it all the, t uh, all that often anymore, but, um, what I like about it is it gives you ideas. Right. It, it gives you thoughts towards right. how do I make a plant-based meal it gets the ball rolling that isn't boring yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 well that's cool because I know I mean if you live in a bigger center or in a big, bigger city where there's bigger and better um, grocery stores mm -hmm. then maybe you know you could source those things but if those things are sent right to your door then great right yeah like yeah. the like the I, know, I mean I know vegan mayo yes is easily obtainable now but like yeah. stuff like cheeses or nut butters and stuff those are can be tricky sometimes yeah um, that's cool uh, what else do we want to talk about here um, yeah I'm just getting into this list what about okay so I want we'll jump jump over to the I want to jump over to the endurance sports because okay. when I first started here started working with you so what how did i how did i get involved i i i came here one day and uh i signed up it was barb yes barb who said i i talked to barb and i was interested in running and she sent me a picture of your chalkboard there with the the clinic yeah so i signed up and i remember my first day i ran with stephanie yeah and i think i had a pair of like tapered track pants on and uh camouflage poncho and i literally ran 
for, for an hour. We went down the waterfront there, uh, Riverside, and then uh, to Herkimer and back with my hands in my armpits. I was so cold. This was like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. My hands in the armpits sometimes. And I had a Dasani water bottle in the pocket of my... Um, and and to back then, what, what blew me, why I'm why I'm saying this is because like that even even up till now, learning about what the body can do. Yes. Right. Because at, at that point, I freaked out when I ran my first five kilometer. Yeah. Right. And like I was sending everyone pictures. Right. And these people <laughs> awesome. who were, these people who ran like you know we're doing triathlons. I'm sending a five kilometer run to them. I'm like bro, and they're just like cool, go. You know, it's yeah, aw- it's awesome to revel in other people's uh, delight when it comes to them learning what their body can do. That's what I love about my job the most. Is, yeah, is watching people realize I, I can do it. Yeah, whatever it, that it is, from five k to whatever, it's it's amazing. Yeah, what yeah. is what is happening? Like, what is happening to the body as it? Uh, as it gains more and more endurance, is it, is it your heart is getting stronger? Yeah, yeah. So, so the basics of it is because we'd need another hour. Yeah, to talk about yeah. Oh, get the poster out, Sandy. Okay. <laughs> but the basics of it is, is when when you start to to train for endurance, you're running a little bit slower than than what you could potentially run if you were doing a five k, say. So you're running at a conversational pace. Um, your body is laying down additional blood vessels that come from the heart to get blood around the body. So the best way to describe it is instead of having the 401 that gets uh, oxygenated blood from your heart to your extremities and back again, you're now building all of these RR2s and back streets and all of these other little roads. So it just makes you more efficient at getting oxygenated blood out to the tissue, which is what we need in order to take the food we eat, make energy out of it to have you move forward. Right. So it's strengthening your strengthening the blood, strengthening the blood stream, and strengthening your heart. And your heart, and your muscles, and your tendons, and your ligaments—all of those things, all your your diaphragm and your respiratory muscles—all everything begins to work at a more efficient level. Huh, that's that's what's happening. That's great. Um, and I think it's funny, like. To, 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 to believe that that could happen. It's, it's hard to make someone believe or show someone that that could happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there was, there's times, and I'm sure like many people have gone through this through different exercise, but there's times where it's like, there's no way, there's no way that's happening. I did it. Yeah. There's no way that's happening. Oh, I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were times where before my first half marathon, even now, like training f- for this this around the bay in a couple of weeks, there's times where I'm just like, how am I gonna how am I gonna do it? Yeah. Right. And I think, ah, uh, and, and in that situation, you forget that you're totally even running because there's yeah. this, you're there and it's happening, right? Yeah. Um, for someone that for someone that's hopefully that's listening and they're thinking about just exercising, like what is your what what is some of your best advice to get someone up, get them out. Uh, and you know I'm I'm not I'm not being preachy or or, any, or shaming or anything, but it's like no, you know what I mean. Like I want to spread the, sure, the gospel. Sure. You know if what I mean? you're if somebody's at home and they've been sitting on the fence about whether they want to try running or they want to try running a marathon or whatever that is, um, my best advice is to to do it to to put your shoes on whatever it is that you have and go out and. Don't think you're going to cover a whole bunch of distance or go yeah. very far or that it's not going to hurt. It may do all of those things. But 
what comes from taking that first step is what you're experiencing. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we encourage people to come and run with us. We do have some great clinics. We have some great groups. There are no requirements, as in you don't have to be super fast. You don't have to be super young. You don't have to be super good. You don't have to be super skinny. You just have Done. to be. Okay. Yeah. You just have to be. Yeah. You just have to show up. It's the people who are consistent yeah. that get the best results. And right. we have a great group that comes out on Saturday mornings, and they've been doing this for two and a bit years now and um you know you know they're all ages all sizes all abilities and it's just about being able to get out there and and move and sometimes when you have a friend when you have a running buddy or Mm -hmm. somebody you're you're responsible to that makes it a little bit easier because you get out when you may not want to It it makes the time go by yeah you know and i think people uh not just i think people in general put so much pressure on themselves for sure you know um we often see people in here who are like well i I have to run at this speed or i have to go this distance and you know as a coach sometimes i feel like people might think that i'm i'm giving them excuses not to do that but my main purpose in being a coach is to teach you how to run for the rest of your life yeah. So you're one of those 95-year-olds who are setting records. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is to be good to yourself, listen to your body, mm-hmm. and not override its signals by saying, you know, you have on your schedule, I have a 60-minute run today, but I'm exhausted because kids had me up, didn't yeah. eat breakfast and work. I, on, I only have enough energy to be able to do 20 minutes. Then you do 20 minutes. Yeah. There's no shame. There's no wrong. You do what you can with what you have in the moment. That's so funny because I feel like a, a huge trend right now is, you know, these like motivational quotes and these yes. motivational books and, you know, oh, this uh, retired Navy SEAL. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. hand glided yeah. with, uh, <laughs> you know, with, it's just like, and I think that's great. Anything anything that can motivate someone is great, but I think that, you know, also having that sort of uh, atmosphere uh, here or, yes. or just that atmosphere in general of just like, hey, if, if you're here, yeah. great. Yeah, you showed up. You know what up. I mean? You, you showed, if you showed up. up, great. And you know what? If you go down the street, it's funny because like I, I, I got my dad into a, a bit of running and my dad was like, oh, I only went to like there and back today. And I'm like, Great, cool. Yeah. You, Reframe you that. Yeah. I went. To yeah. Back. You didn't Not do it I last only. week. You know, yeah. you didn't do it last week. Yeah. Some of the best advice I got ever got running was after running my marathon. And when you run a marathon, your goal is beginning to end. Get there as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed this yourself, but I've always noticed that when you talk to somebody, I've run a 5K, they want, what's your time? Because they're, what they're actually yeah. doing is they're comparing it to the best time they've ever run. Right. When, you, when I started marathoning and talking to people, they would ask me my time, but they really had no point of reference because they'd never run a marathon. Now everybody and their dog runs marathons. Literally, their dogs run marathons. <laughs> um, so now it's, what's your time? Yeah. But you get into ultras and they have no concept of how yeah. fast or slow that you've gone. So the very first ultra I did was 50K. It was on the road. I ended up falling into pace with this guy and we're running along and we came into the first aid station and in an ultra your aid stations are really long ways apart like they were about 10k apart wow so, we come so an into, hour yeah an hour yeah about an hour wow. so i come into an aid station water and then i'm gone and then like five minutes later he catches up to me and he said what 
the hell are you doing? <laughs> so I, I'm running. I got to get from the beginning to the end. And he says, no, no, no. No. That is not acceptable in an ultra. These volunteers are going to be out here for almost 12 hours. You stop. You talk to them. You ask them how their day is going. You ask them, you know, how their kids are, whatever it yeah. is. You spend some time with them. And then you move on with your run. Your run is not the most important thing that's going to happen right, today. Right. And I just thought, well, you know, that's probably good advice yeah. for life. Yeah, in general. Good advice in, in general. general. It's, it really is to be a motivational meme. It's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, and I th- so that's a good segue into the, the, the ultras. Because mm-hmm. um, I, never, I never knew this was happening. Like I... Before I even got into running, I, I knew about running, obviously, and marathons and triathlons. But getting into it, I started hearing about these ultras. Yeah. And this is this stuff is, like, gnarly, yeah. right? And tell me about, like, how... Okay, so a marathon is one thing. 30K is another. Or a half marathon, 30K, full marathon. Like, that's that's nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you think, you think about the time that you're on your feet. And like when I tell people, they're like, oh my gosh, you were ran that long. And it's like, yeah, but you know, it's, yeah. it's, you, 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 you do it, you know, you do, you deal with it. But, um, and all, and to me, I've been running for like a year and a few months. It still blows my mind that you go that far, not only 50 K, but a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long did the hundred mile take? You? Um, I, so I've done numerous, um, above a mar- So marathons, 42, kilometers 42.2 kilometers and anything above that is considered an ultra i've done a couple 50 k's i've done a number of 80 k's yeah and i've done um like a 68 miles and 80 some odd miles so those were my first two attempts at an ultra at 100 miles and then i did my 100 miler and that took me 29 hours and 45 minutes and in that 29 hours and 45 minutes i stopped moving for 15 minutes and the reason behind that is the year prior to that, I had gotten 83 miles in and had a bit of a, um, a problem because I got dehydrated, didn't realize I did. So when, you, when you're doing an ultra at a certain point in time, you're allowed to have a pacer with you. And the pacer really is there just to make sure that you keep moving forward in the right direction. Yeah. They're not allowed to carry anything for you, but they can, you know, have you eaten, have you drank, whatever. Right. Um, and I... My, <laughs> My pacer um, is a longtime high school friend of mine, and the reason I chose her, the reason I, I would choose pacer. Oh, so you choose the pacer. You choose the okay. pacer. The reason I chose her was because when you're in that situation, you need somebody who's going to poke you in the forehead. You right. don't need somebody who's going to go, oh, "Okay, honey, let's let's stop." So I chose. We've been friends for a long time. I've ridden her to death. I figured she is. This is payback. She's going to be nasty, nasty, honest with you, honest, okay. and you know, stop being a baby. Get your butt moving. And the first sign that I had a difficulty, and I laid down in the ground. And this is like in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> I'm laying. I'm as I'm laying there. I'm thinking. I think I am in the middle of a poison ivy patch, and I. I, you know, I'm having difficulty. I, I need something. And she's like, I'm going to get your car to the finish line. <laughs> so she, it was actually kind of like one of those Bugs Bunny movies because I am lying there, my eyes closed in the dark, and I can hear her 
talking to me, but running away and then coming back closer and running. She had no idea where she was. Oh my god! She was lost. So <laughs> you, so you had to start getting control of your, but your she, facer. She did get. She did get. Got me out, and that was kind of the end of my race. Had she been um, a little bit more strict with me, she would have just sat me down, made me eat, made me drink, and then I would have been able to yeah. continue. So the next year, I went back again, and I picked um, a couple other pacers, one being my husband, with the instruction of, no matter what, you are not allowed to let me get off this right. race course. But I decided to do it a little bit slower. Okay. Just so I didn't, you know, I was able to, to control my nutrition and all of, all of that stuff. And and he didn't let me get away with anything. There was a whole section of about 20K where all I wanted to do was pick a fight with him and have him argue with me because right. I was tired of being in my own head. And I kept poking at him. God bless he his didn't soul. Bite. That's all I'm saying. God bless <laughs> his soul. soul. He did not bite. I was in for a really good fight, but he didn't. He didn't wow. bite. But he he got me to the finish line. So I was allowed thirty hours. Right. And I did it in twenty nine forty five. I was on my watch the whole time, paying attention. And that was in the woods, um, hilly course. Yeah. Through the escarpment. Yeah. Hour like when you're an hour twenty six, twenty five, like hour twenty. What is what's going through your mind? Like, are you? Are you seeing things? Are you like like you know? at one hundred and twenty k? Yeah, like what's no, going on? No, if you are on your nutrition, you stay with it completely yeah. mentally. The only thing I will say that I thought was kind of funny was um, because it, you use a headlamp, right? Um, deer in the headlights is a real thing. Yeah, I came around a corner and caught a deer in my <laughs> headlamp, and he went. <laughs> yeah, you both you both stopped probably. And you're like, oh my god. Well, yeah, because he was right in the path. Yeah, but he froze. That's a whole different world. Like, yeah, I I've ran a few times at night with the headlamp. Oh, I love running at night, and it's like it you're on, so fast. you're on a different planet, yeah. or something, you know. And I I, I I usually do it in the summer. Yeah. Um, when the rabbits like Riverside Trail, like when the rabbits are crazy. Yeah. So in the distance, your your lamp catches these like little eyes, and you're just like, okay, you yeah, make it home. <laughs> Just 20 rabbits are going to attack me at once. Um, nutrition. I think this this is a really cool one because I was super, um, I thought it was neat, like, learning about yeah. um, hydration. Uh, I thought I found interesting. Salt. Yes. Right. Because, you, you know, you hear a lot of people say, and maybe this was like a no-no of like the 80s, but, you know, when it was like eggs were bad and yeah. salt is bad. Um uh, hydration, salt, and um, what's the third one? Oh, the gels. Yes. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. And when I, I remember when I, again, when I first started running and I bought my first <laughs> canister of noon high, high yeah. tablets yeah. and I sent pictures to my friends and I'm like, shit, serious now, dude. <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. like, they're like, please stop texting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Who is this again? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I've had four today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But run us through a little bit about like hydration. Again, this is so second nature to you. I mean, you've talked about this a million times, but for the listeners, um, salt like but salt's important. Salt, salt is important salt for the body. Is very important for the body. You need you need basically twenty five hundred milligrams of sodium per day, right, uh, in your diet. And if you're eating a very clean diet, most people don't get that. You know, if you're eating processed, yeah, you can go over your sodium. Um, requirements but because there's salt in everything well especially processed yeah there's salt everywhere right exactly yeah but if you're eating very clean lots of fruits and vegetables unless you're adding it to your food you're mm -hmm. not getting enough sodium and every time you sweat you lose sodium so whether that means you 
you're running, you're playing hockey, you work in a, in a hot environment, you're a middle-aged woman and you're sweating all the time, like whatever it is, you're getting rid of sodium. So you need to replace it because if you don't, then you get the signs and symptoms of hyponatremia, which is low blood sodium. Okay. So some of those signs and symptoms are you pee all the time. So, you know, people who work in um, offices, they'll often be like, oh, it's, you know, been an hour and I'm already off to the bathroom again. You need more sodium in your diet. Okay. Water follows sodium into the cell. That's the big one, That's right? That's the big one. And if so if you don't have the sodium, water stays extracellular and then that's where you're peeing it out it's like watering a dry plant in it's the not going into your blood it's staying no, not going into the cell it right. just it just stays out you'll get swelling if you run you may get blisters um any of that sort of thing can... that's that's so crazy because i noticed it only happened to, it happened to me a few times in the summer but when you're running and i could feel like my wedding ring yes tightness. tighten yep and uh, and 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 you're always saying like signs and symptoms, but... Uh, and that is a sign or symptom. Yeah. Um, that's the one that I look at if I'm out running. I just occasionally, you know, give the little claw hands. Yeah. And if my, my joints feel fine, then I know I'm on top of you my have, sodium. You have good yeah. salt. And do you take... Do you, you wait for the signs and symptoms, right? You don't just take it um, just when you're case. When you're starting, I think most people should start on some sort of a schedule. But mm -hmm. I've been doing this long enough that I just... I'm just kind of aware of the signs and symptoms of how long I, I go before I need it. Right. Um, that, you know, there are things that change that, like it's, you know, really cold today. And then tonight I hop on a plane. I'm in, I'm in sunny, warm Florida. Yeah. My body is just going to sweat like and get crazy. rid of sodium like crazy because I'm not used to it. But here in the middle of July, where we've had a, a month of, of warm weather, it, it's not as, as prevalent. So how, that's, that's funny, right? Because I mean, we must put our bodies through a little bit more of a rigorous workout compared to like if I lived in California and my body was used to running at this, like, you know, we, we go like spring, summer, fall, winter, spring, you know what I mean? Yeah, so our yeah. bodies are like Always constantly adjusting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that a bad thing? Good thing or just it just adjusts, thing. right? Yeah. It's just, we, we've, we live here and our bodies are used to yeah. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So electrolytes, this part of the nutrition thing again. I mean, you know, before I started running, I always heard the word electrolyte in a Gatorade commercial. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, or it was something that you went to Shoppers Drug Mart to buy if you were going to go. Yeah. You know, you know, you <laughs> won't go there. But, uh, you know, um, but for the word electrolyte, what do electrolytes do? Well, electrolytes, we, we talk about it as sodium, but electrolytes are sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. So they are all of the body's... Uh, chemicals that help to do different things in the cell, um, you know. And we, they're all in that drink? They're all in that drink. They're all in that Nun tablet. We talk about it as sodium, but it, it really is an electrolyte, and they're referred to as buffered uh, solutions. So it used to be way back when you would take sodium tablets. They really were salt tablets, and that's all that there was. Yeah. And a lot of people are shy with sodium because of high blood pressure, but the research shows that it's not the sodium or the amount of sodium that you're taking in. It's the imbalance between potassium and sodium in the blood. So okay. they did research where they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to double the amount of sodium, give you 10,000 10, milligrams of sodium, but we're going to match what you need proportionally with potassium and blood pressure wasn't an issue. So, uh, okay. Hence so why that's, bananas are, yeah, are so, such a big... So that's why we always want to take that buffered solution, something that has all of those those components Right, in right. It. Um, yeah, we got a few minutes uh, a few minutes left here. What, uh, 
Do you have any any other like the deer story you were just telling? But like <laughs> any stories where you were just like any anything you would you know you would want to share that was just like this was a crazy experience or that you know like anything that stands out as a crazy experience yeah I've had, I've had lots of crazy experiences like you've ran for 29 hours yeah i've and i've run in some pretty cool places how long did that take you to train for um it took me so that was a may race and i started specifically training for it in like october november i for myself when i'm doing long stuff so seven eight months yeah now wow. i'm i'm always kind of trained to that hour and a half to two hours i can go right. at any point in time and run for two hours right so I'm, I'm building from there on but um for that the longest workout i do it kind of over days you know you're an ultra runner when you time your race by Jeez. calendar yeah. not by your watch yeah um but i would do like friday night after work i'd go out and run for five hours and then saturday i'd run Holy. for eight hours and then sunday i'd do another five hours just because you want to be fatigued, you want to be running when you're fatigued. Yeah. And that To teach the body to work while it's tired, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's, a, that's something good to talk about. Like, you know, when you're running that much, you know, I mean, you, you know, obviously running mm-hmm. is your life. But like, you know, for people who want to get to that level or, or try that, I mean, you're a lot of your spare time is taken up by training. You know what I the mean? The longer you go, it definitely is. So the half marathon is probably one of the most time-friendly races if you want to get into endurance because mm-hmm. it doesn't take that much time. Yeah. You know, depending on you as an individual, your longest run might be three hours in training versus a marathon where you, you could potentially be longer than that and definitely an ultra you'd be longer than that. So if you want to get into endurance but you don't have a lot of time, Half marathon is perfect. It's a good spot. Because you're training, like, your longest run a week is what? Two and a half hours maybe? Yeah. 2.15? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So, so that's a great place. That's a great place to start for people who want to get into right. endurance. If you've already done it, then, you know, if you've already gone up to the marathon, you kind of know what your time constraints are going you've to done be. It. You've done it, right? Yeah. It's like when you're, um, it's funny, when I used to box, they there was a saying um you know train hard fight easy right yeah and it's almost like not not that you like train hard to marathon but it's like you know you've you've done it well hard hard is is defined differently right not hard as in speed but maybe hard as in time yes time on your feet exactly exactly you've done it you know you just need to go another five kilometers or so right yeah what is your what does your diet like you know breakfast lunch and dinner what are you eating when you're training for an ultra marathon same thing i eat every day same thing yeah okay yeah i don't i don't change what i'm eating as far as the actual food stuff i may eat a little bit more um on a on a big training day and of course when you're training for an ultra like a hundred miler you're actually eating during your run not just gels you can you can do it off of gels and liquid but you know if you're out there for 29 hours you want to that's what i want to ask you want to eat something yeah 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 so when you're when you're out there (laughs) yeah um do you run in between the aid station or do you eat in between the aid stations i i will take gels in between the aid stations 
Um, but aid stations on an ultra often have like real food. Like you're going to get a peanut butter sandwich. You're going to get lasagna. Oh. You're going to get pasta. You're going to get a hamburger if you want. They'll make you bologna sandwiches. It's, you know, it, yeah. pancakes the next morning kind of thing. I bet so you're going to get yeah. real food if you want it. If mm-hmm. you just want to cruise along and do your gels and orange slices, you can do that too. How many gel? like, okay, so, so gels yep. are these... Gels are these little power packed. Just for people that don't know what they are, they're yep. these little power packed pouches sugar. that of yeah sugar. of sugar <laughs> of sugar. You goodness. know that save your life. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. So you have enough stored energy in your body to get through about ninety minutes of exercise from one gel ish. Well, that's just in general. Oh, At okay. any point in time, you have, you oh, have that yeah, much yeah, kind yeah. of stored glucose in your body right. to activate, and then beyond that. You, your body has two choices. You either uh, take a gel, so you supplement, or you slow down. Slow, so right. slowing down is not an option for me. I like to maintain my pace. So uh, I'm gonna, you're gonna take some sort of sugar source. It could be a gel. It could be a jujube. It could be orange juice. You know, the people who are keto um, friendly will take something called you can which is still sugar. It's right. just a longer acting sugar. So when you get into these longer events, you may want to take something that's longer active. We have a, a, a number of products that just, it's almost, you know, the difference between having a sugar cube and, um, you know, some pasta or something. Right. It takes longer for right, your body right, right. to break down. Yeah. I was amazed by, you know, it's funny because you're always tweaking, finding out what works yep. for you, right? And like, you know, I'm recently on this, thing where you eat the you know the night before a long run like i will eat big bowls of pasta and and it is you know i'm, I'm always tweaking but it, it makes me consistently feel pretty good the next mm-hmm. morning you mm-hmm. know what i mean but it's i don't know like you know finding out about how the body works has been one of the neatest things i think yeah. about about yeah, this for sure. and just how your your body no, I don't want to say it has a mind of its own because it does, <laughs> you know, oh, wait. but it, it's just like, it's amazing. Like how much, how, how you need to like, listen to it, watch it, feed it, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for this. Thank you for everything. Thank you for lunch. Yeah. You're, you're so welcome. <laughs> and, uh, guys, once again, uh, talk with your mouth full. I'm wrapping things up here with Sandy Mussin. Mussin. I always thought it was Mussin. Mussin. I'm going to have to get used to saying that. Sandy Mussin. Uh, try and run sports. Downtown Belleville. What's the address? 188 Front 188 Street. 188 Front Street. Downtown Belleville. This place has got everything. I'm just going to do a little shout out. Because, sure. you know, <laughs> uh, this place has got everything. No matter what. You're, even if you don't bike, swim, or run. Like, yeah. you know, this place has uh, workout gear, clothing, shoes. It's got all your nutrition. And it's got really nice, friendly people that work here. So, uh There you go. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. Talk with your mouth full. Follow us on Instagram, uh, TW, talk with your YMF podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye.